Opening day is here, and the White Sox are ready to battle the Detroit Tigers. Is this the year Chicago becomes a Sox town once again? And how are you celebrating the return of baseball? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just trying to pass along my passions to you. Hopefully, these conversations continue amongst your coworkers, family, friends. If you enjoy this podcast, please pass it along. To other White Sox fans, uh, we are going to talk about the joy of having baseball back, uh, whether or not it matters uh, that Chicago is a Sox town. Uh, but first, let's talk White Sox at Detroit. Um, the state of the Sox, it's finally here, folks. Opening day, uh, Sox at Detroit for the first three games. A weather forecast for Friday's game does not look good. Uh, however, it should be dry uh, for games two and three on Saturday and Sunday. Um, you know, in yesterday's episode, we put a bow on uh, spring training, and I talked about how, you know, aside from some aches and pains, uh, most of our offensive players came out of spring training relatively healthy. Uh, not necessarily the case. We've got some injuries and roster moves to talk about. Um, Rick Hahn said, Yoan Mankata is out three weeks with a grade one oblique strain. Uh, he said Ryan Burr, uh, right shoulder strain, should be back sooner than that. Uh, but Hahn said Mankata wanted to play through it, but feels it whenever he laughs or sneezes. Uh, also when he swings, which could be a problem. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. That is a that's a real bummer. Um, we you know we could see uh, it, it, the problem with that is you know it, then you know but the time he gets if he has problems swinging you know to ramp him back up uh, with the cold weather. We talked yesterday a lot of games in the Midwest to start off the season that could be problematic. Uh, Mike Rodolfo desig designated for assignment. Sebi Zavala outrighted to Charlotte. The White Sox recalled Jake Berger and Foster from Charlotte. Um, here are the pitching matchups uh, for game one uh, against Detroit. Uh, Lucas Giolito versus Eduardo Rodriguez, who's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, Rodriguez, of course, came from Boston. Uh, that was the big acquisition uh, for Detroit. Last year with Boston, Rodriguez was 13 and 8 with a 4.74 ERA. Um, the White Sox did really well against lefties last year. Against left handed starters, the Sox hit 269, slugged 449, 
and had a 793 uh, OPS. Uh, game two right now, uh, Dylan Cease versus TBD. Uh, in game three, Michael Kropak uh, versus TBD. I'm sure there'll be some changes to that uh, very soon for Detroit. But all three games are set for 12 10, uh, three afternoon games. Uh, out of the 30 ball clubs, the Sox were in the top 10. Uh, for offensive production during day games uh, where Detroit ranked uh, 22nd. Uh, so how did the Sox fare against Detroit in 2021? Well, last year, the Sox did not see the Tigers until a four-game series in late April uh, where we split. Uh, the Sox visited Detroit last year for the first time in June and swept a three-game series. Uh, overall, the Sox were 12-7 and seven with a plus-35 run diff uh, against the Tigers. That's pretty good. Um, the Sox did really well against the Twins uh, as well in the AL Central, uh, but you just kind of felt it, didn't you? Uh, you know, thinking back to those games against the Tigers, uh, so a five games over 500 record against the Tigers last year. Um, you know, in my uh, personal opinion, I, I think, and this isn't like a hot take or anything, I think a lot of people are, are thinking this, Detroit's going to be the toughest test in the Central for the Sox. And we start off against the Tigers without uh, Tim Anderson for the first two games of the series because of a suspension uh, stemming from an issue last season where he made contact uh, with an umpire. Uh, Tim is going to be missed, especially with this Mankata situation. Uh, Tim has feasted on the Tigers. Uh, in 2021, uh, Anderson hit 389, slugged 514, and had a 943 OPS against Detroit. Anderson hit 313 in April last season and had an 821 OPS. Uh, he led the team with five stolen bases in April. Uh, thankfully, it's only two games. Uh, you know, Tim is, he's the guy that gets things going. It, it's been a joy to watch him play over the last two seasons. And, uh, you know, there was a game during spring training, I believe it was the Dodgers, where effortlessly almost, he was three for three with three RBIs and, you know, take that for what it is. But the the joy he has, you know, he gets on base. He doesn't he doesn't see a lot of pitches. He attacks, and you know, as soon as he gets on, he is smiling and he's jawing to his teammates in the dugout. Um, that excitement, I really feel, you know, is contagious. And especially with some of these younger guys, he has been such a leader. Uh, so to miss him, I know it's only two games, but still. Uh, the first two games of the year, you want to set the tone, especially against a division rival that you think, you know, might be, you know, kind of nipping at your heels throughout the season, perhaps. Uh, so thankfully, again, it'll be two games. We'll see him back on Sunday. And then, of course, for the home opener on Tuesday, April uh, 12th. Um, the Mankata situation is is difficult. You know, Mankata has gotten uh, a bad rap. Uh, over the last several years. Uh, I, I think it maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know um, that, you know, he can't stay healthy. Uh, he has leg problems. Of course, there was a COVID situation um, a few seasons ago. Uh, you know, a lot of folks will be quick to, to point out the wincing, maybe the, the painful looks in his face after he legs out a double or uh, he's played in a lot of games 
you know, and he's powered through some things. You know, Han went further in his quote today saying he that Mankata wanted to play through it. Uh, the fact that it's a right oblique and it hurts when he swings, you know, I, I don't think that's how you want to start the year off. It might not be three full weeks. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's sooner than that. Uh, you know, when Vaughn went down several weeks ago with a hip issue, uh, they made it sound like it was going to be, you know, one to two weeks and Vaughn was back relatively soon. So uh, hoping for a speedy recovery uh, from Mankata. We need him expecting big things from Mankata this year, not only defensively, but offensively. Uh, Want to talk about uh, if it's important to you, if Chicago becomes a Sox town, uh, we're going to get uh, to that more on that uh, just in a moment. Uh, hey, you know, it's this uh, time of year where it, pretty much everybody's given up on New Year's resolutions, uh, but I'm sticking to mine thanks to Built Bar. Uh, have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate, a low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Most Built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out to how to make it healthy. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, for uh, as long as I've been alive, uh, Chicago has been a Cubs a town. Even if you are in the greater Chicago land, uh, it has just felt that way. Uh, I know that, you know, it wasn't always the case. I've heard the stories. Uh, I, I've heard, you know, stuff from family and friends. I've read the articles about how the Sox dominated uh, the city's attention in the 60s and 70s, thanks to the World Series appearance in 19. 19- uh, 59. Um, but if you know you're, you're if you're new to Chicago or maybe haven't spent a lot of time in the city proper, uh, you might not fully grasp how different the north side and south side actually are. Uh, they're worlds uh, different, and the media doesn't do any favor. You know, north siders, south siders, and you know, almost pitting Cubs and Sox against each other. Uh, despite the fact that they're in completely different leagues, but it, it feels like there are two different cities. I mean, there's a, there's a every neighborhood almost feels like it's got a different vibe. Uh, but the north side is very different than the south side. I have spent some time on the north side, and and if you have, whether it's just living on the north side as a Sox fan, or maybe you're working up on the north side, 
Um, it's very, uh, very different. Uh, try, you know, here, try being on the north side uh, when there's a Sox game playing. You will not find it on a TV, at a bar, or a restaurant. Um, the, it, it is a struggle uh, to get the Sox uh, on TV. You, you norm, normally there'll be six or seven, maybe eight flat screen TVs. Uh, and e- even if there isn't a Cubs game on and it's just the Sox playing, uh, you will you will have to beg uh, the bartender, uh, your your waiter, the host, wh- whoever you can get an ear and and try to get the socks on, and that's just how it is. And you know it's it's like that on the south side too. There isn't a lot of attention paid uh, to the Cubs, um, and you know there's a lot of fans that like it that way. Uh, there's a south side mentality of just stay out of White Sox business. Uh, we like being the underdog. Uh, I, I bring this topic up not only because uh, baseball has started, uh, but there was a, a recent article in Cranes a Magazine, and it talks about how the Sox could displace the Cubs as Chicago's baseball team this year. Uh, in the article, just a lot of discussion over attendance uh, and over the quality of the teams, of course. Uh, you know, all Chicago fans, I think, can agree that the Cubs and Sox are heading in different directions. Um so does it matter to you if Chicago becomes a, a Sox town? I think it's an interesting conversation uh, to, to, to bring back to other Sox fans in your life or even any, any Cubs fans uh, in your life, uh, family members. You know, you're most likely going to be getting together with some folks over the next couple weeks, months with baseball going on. And, uh, you know, if it's going to happen and the Sox, uh, this is going to become a Sox town, then these next few years, uh, the time is now. Um, I, I definitely feel like both teams are trending in opposite directions and, and it's not just a one-year thing. Uh, the Cubs are, you know, working on building things back up or the Sox are in a championship uh, window. I mean, exciting players, you know, winning product uh, can really flip some fans uh, or bring Chicago transplants uh, to the Sox. Um, that's what, you know, the Sox have been lacking for several years. Just some exciting players that, that younger fans can gravitate towards. And, and I get it. You know, when, when you had guys like Rizzo and, and Bryant and Schwarber and Baez uh, on the north side, uh, of course, a kid growing up on the north side is going to easily gravitate towards those guys. But maybe baseball fans all over the, the city uh, saw something in those guys. It was exciting. They were winning. Uh, and things are flipped. And, and Chicago, I think, the White Sox are the talk of the town. They're starting to get a little national buzz. And again, I don't know if it matters to you. Um, it, it used to matter a lot to me, honestly. Uh, I just, the the disrespect that the White Sox got over and over, not just nationally, but locally, uh, it stung. And I don't know exactly why it stung, but I just wanted the White Sox to get their fair shake. You know, you go into... Um, you know, you, you go into Target or you go into some other, you know, retail shop that has uh, gear, that has souvenirs, sweatshirts, hats, T-shirts. I mean, you could not find socks gear anywhere. It, it was Cubs stuff was stocked and it's starting to change a little bit, I think, in certain pockets. Um, that's why I love grandstands so much uh, in the uh, Chicago Sports Depot. You know what you're getting. You're getting primarily white socks. Uh, gear, you know, I, I've kind of calmed a little bit uh, over the years, and I guess I don't care too much because uh, you know what? If you're not with us, um, you know, get out of the way. 
and and I think based on the talent that we're going to roll out over the next few seasons, and we talked uh, predictions, individual and team last episode, uh, but you know, I this team is going to be so so exciting, and you know, it's not just the flash and and the big numbers, but they're going to be successful, and I think they're going to turn some folks. Uh, onto the White Sox. And that's great. Come on over. Um, And maybe, maybe Chicago becomes a White Sox town. But I think, you know, I'm in the camp of, you know what, it doesn't really matter. I love my team. I'm a diehard no matter what. Uh, And again, if you're, if you're not with us, just move aside because this is a, this is a train right now that's moving at top speed. Want to talk about how you prepare for opening day. What are some of your rituals I know I have mine. Uh, it, it really changes, I guess, uh, if they're at home or on the way. But uh, we're going to get to that uh, in just a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. And there are some great, if you want to make some money, folks, uh, head on over to Bet Online and take a look at the over under for Luis Robert uh, RBIs and total home runs. They have got the over under set for home runs at 30.5. I'm telling you, that's going to be over. Make some easy money. And for total RBIs for this 2022 regular season, 95.5, I think that's over. But the home run one, man, if you want to make some easy money, uh, go go over to betonline.net and uh, and hook yourself up there. Um, it's opening day. Baseball is back. Um, opening day for the Sox, of course, uh, is today. Baseball has already started with some games happening on Thursday. It's become over the years like a, an opening week. Uh, not not everybody starts, of course, on the on the same day. The question is, should opening day be a holiday? I mean, if we could get it back where all teams, or I guess the majority of the teams when they start, which is going to be uh, here Friday, April 8th, uh, should that be a, a national holiday? Because um, so many people are taking the day off. And, and if your team is at home and you have the ability, uh, you are going to go, you're going to tailgate, you're going to enjoy yourself. Um, if not, you might just be having folks over. I mean, how do you uh, celebrate? Um, I've done it, you know, so many different ways. Um, I've taken the day off uh, when the sacks have been on the road, just so I can focus completely um, on the game and everything leading up to it. Prepare. I've, I've had, uh, I've done Chicago hot dogs, uh, different stadium foods, you know, especially when the team's on the road, trying to mimic what it would be like to be in the stadium, having people over, of course. Uh, if it's a nice day and you've got the ability to set up a projector in your backyard or on your garage door like I might do every now and then, uh, it's got a little bit of a baseball a stadium feel. Uh, food of choice. I, I mentioned, you know, Chicago dogs. Are you grilling? Uh, it's, that, it, it's supposed to be. Uh, in the 60s for the home opener, which we'll talk about next week. Um, you know, in Detroit, it's going to be a little on the cooler side, but still, you know, bundle up. It, it's it's that there's something magical um, about opening day, especially when your team uh, opens up at home. Uh, 
Um, if you're like me, you know, I, you even might even record it or find a way to watch it uh, later. Um, you might be following it. You know, I think for opening day, I'll be following a little bit at work watching, but you know, I want to go back, uh, in the evening, uh, and, and rewatch it. Cause I, you know, I don't want to miss anything, uh, too many distractions trying to multitask. Uh, it's, it's really exciting. We've been waiting, you know, and, and for a city in the Midwest, um, it's been a long winter. It's been a dreary winter and so many question marks, uh, with baseball, whether it was going to be back or not. Um, and of course, opening day was supposed to be last week and it was supposed to be a, a home opener. And we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about that. You know, the, the Sox started the season at home in 2020, but of course, no fans. You have to go all the way back to 2017 to find an opening day that was also the home opener. And uh, just can oddly enough, I guess it was against Detroit and uh, we lost. I do remember that game, unfortunately. So I guess in a way, that's why it stung so much when the March 31st original uh, opening day and home opener got pushed. Uh, because we haven't experienced that as a fan base uh, in a while. But, hey, it's exciting to have baseball back. Tony La Russa, uh, has rolled out the opening day lineup already. We got a sneak preview at that. Some, you know, it might have changed. It might tinkered. Who, who knows uh, what, you know, what might happen uh, Friday morning. But it looks like it could be something like this. A.J. Pollock in right field leading off. Uh, Luis Robert uh, batting second in center field. Jose Abreu. Uh, at first base, uh, Yasmani Grandel catching Jimenez in left field. Lurie Garcia at shortstop. Harrison at second base. Vaughn's your DH. Jake Berger at third. And Lucas Giolito, of course, on the hill. So uh, Garcia is going to get some of those starts at shortstop. Maybe you even see Danny Mendick uh, this series. And Berger, uh, obviously recalled from Charlotte. Uh, he's getting some third base action. You know, it'd be interesting to see what Berger does. I think we're all rooting for Berger. You know, he has had um, just so many health issues, and we've seen a little bit of what he could do at the big league level. We we just don't have a big enough sample size. So he's got a shot. He he's got he's at the hot corner on opening day for the 2022 uh, White Sox, which is which is pretty cool. Um, We've spoke about the schedule, the April schedule. Uh, 13 of the first 21 games are against the AL Central. So it's a real opportunity to make immediate ground uh, in the division. Uh, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and the Angels are other opponents in April. The Sox, their home opener will be against Seattle uh, next week. I uh, want to thank you folks so much uh, for joining us. Uh, I am Nick Morawski. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. You can find Locked on Socks on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Socks. Um, thank you for making White Sox, Locked on White Sox, your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, happy opening day. It's going to be an exciting season. Next time uh, we talk, uh, we'll be previewing, of course, uh, the home opener, but we're also going to wrap up the Detroit series. 
I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.